Hello everyone and welcome back to the Just Interesting People podcast. My name is Rosie and I'm so happy that you are here today to listen to this episode. I'm joined by Jeremy, obviously my husband and co-host, and we also have Sam. So I'm going to pass over to Jeremy who's going to introduce him properly. But thank you so much for tuning in and we hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you so much. And it's actually take number two because we've done that before, but it didn't work out. (laughs) Um, Yeah, thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you, Sam, again for doing that again for us. <laughs> really appreciate it. Of course. Um, thanks for having me on the second time around. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we did this about like um, two months ago, I guess. Yeah. Before everything went down. It was pretty good around the pool. Nice barbecue and everything. And, and, and then when I get back home, I realized that something didn't record. So shit, okay, let's do it again. Uh, whatever. That's fine. Um yeah super exciting to have you again uh and i'm I'm pretty sure this this is going to be a whole new conversation anyway <laughs> yeah probably that's so, okay though yeah because I, I i've seen you actually posting some content recently that i really enjoyed and i want to talk about that with you <laughs> so so that'll be cool um yeah just a quick background so we met sam i met sam like in september last year uh for a personal growth training we did together and yeah, we've been in touch since then, um, and and yeah, I've 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 loved you straight away. Like we sat together on day one, and and I remember this twenty years old dude like saying like, yeah, my goal in life is to create my own university. Or like, holy shit, <laughs> that's ambitious. I love that. Um, and yeah, since then I've got to know you a little bit more, and I've, we've been talking. I've been following you online, and and I, I I love everything you do. You have your own podcast. I've been listening to that regularly, and I really enjoy everything you're creating. And like, I'm 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 super pumped of what you're gonna be doing in your life anyway. Uh, but yeah, we we're gonna dive into it, and so everyone can understand why. <laughs> <laughs> Thank um, you, man. So yeah, do, do you wanna tell us a little bit more about you quickly, who you are, and what you're up to? Yeah, so my name is Sam Lister. I'm currently 20 years old, and I'm just on a journey to inspire the world and just try to make the world a better place through uh, making content. So pretty much making like one social media post at a time. So I currently run my own uh, social media marketing agency. So we do a lot of uh, personal branding for some of the top brands in the world. mainly in the video creation space so essentially helping other video creators scale their video process um but yeah i just got into entrepreneurship about two years ago right after high school um so graduated high school didn't go to college and just started my own thing um so i I tested seven or eight different uh like little ventures before hitting on like a video agency essentially and then once I once I hit and started just posting uh, stuff on social media, um, after a few months, hopped on to LinkedIn out of all platforms. And really LinkedIn is the reason why I've been able to grow so far um, and meet the people I've, I've met. So LinkedIn was definitely um, kind of like a hub of, I guess, creativity in, in my realm because it was really untapped. So I just saw a bunch of potential on there. Um, so I just started creating content on LinkedIn, just sharing my story and documenting what I was doing. Then I just kept getting traction, kept getting traction. And, um, from there, just a bunch of inbound video leads came in, just asking me to create videos for them, for other people. So throughout the, throughout the past couple of years, I've pivoted a bunch of times in the video space. Um, but now with the kind of this COVID situation happening and kind of the world moving remote, uh, we've been forced to adapt again and 
pivot a little bit. So instead of uh, doing a lot of like in-person video production side of things, we're doing more remote video editing. So I have a, a pretty big team of video editors by my side. So they def- definitely help me create content at scale for, for other personal brands. So right now, yeah. um, the tactical thing of what I do is video editing for brands, but really my why is just inspire as many people as possible. How how did you start with videos? Because I remember from our last, I remember, like my, my memory's awful, <laughs> but I remember from our last conversation, like you kind of started on your phone maybe, and then with the first bit of money, you then bought a new camera and then kind of went from there. How did you, tell us about how it like initially started. Yeah, so I initially started my, two of my close friends uh, that are a year younger than me, so in high school, so they were juniors in high school and I was a senior in high school. They started a vlog on YouTube and I'm like, well, I can't be left behind, so I started vlogging too. But instead of YouTube, I hopped over to Instagram, so I just started like a super small like Instagram page just talking about anything I could, pretty much just topics out of my ass budgeting, finance, investing, things that I definitely wasn't, uh, I wasn't an expert in by any means, but I was just talking about stuff I loved. Um, so from there, I just really didn't stop talking. <laughs> um, I just kept creating videos one after the other, after the other. And here we are about two and a half years, uh, later after I recorded my very first video. So it's been, it's been a wild ride, but it, it's just, uh, new iterations after new iterations. So just started with my iPhone, picked up a cam- picked up my phone, and then just tried to create anything I could as much as possible. So from there, once I got my first few clients, I was able to buy my actual first camera, and then just the cycle continues. It's amazing as well that you went to LinkedIn because I've been doing photography for a couple of years, been doing photography for a couple of years now, and I um I seem to be allergic to LinkedIn. Like I haven't. Even I think I've created a profile maybe possibly like five years ago but to me that's just not the like it's I, I don't know I think I just have like my blinkers on I don't see it as like a place for creative people but then I guess that's why you're so amazing is that you went there as the creative person for all these people who aren't creative I guess that's kind of where you found your niche yeah I, I'm interesting to see how how first why you went you you picked up LinkedIn and also what what do you think made you successful LinkedIn like why people like picked on what you're doing because it's yeah usually like people have this this uh, cliche about LinkedIn being like the corporate social media so it's like yeah upload your CV up there you're gonna find a job and be serious about everything you do up there because that's serious life and um, yeah how, how did you end up there I'm curious about that yeah, so LinkedIn is a super interesting platform. I absolutely hated LinkedIn before I started creating on it. I was literally a part of a startup, and our main goal was to take down LinkedIn. Like, LinkedIn was the main <laughs> competitor because I hated it. I didn't think it was a place for uh, young people. I didn't think it was a place for people who didn't have past work experience, which I didn't. I had literally no, like, professional That's a good point, yeah. experience. So I had no uh, no reason to be on LinkedIn. Um but then just mutual connections in Milwaukee here um, connected me with a few few people. His name's Quentin Alum specifically, and he was one of the first uh, LinkedIn video creators in the world. So he was like the first like four or five people in the world that adapted to LinkedIn video. And I met him and he told me like, get on LinkedIn right now. And that was at the end of, that was the fall of 2018. So that was 
in August of 2018, he said, hop on LinkedIn, start doing videos. You're already doing them on Instagram, just post them on LinkedIn. So from there, I just pretty much went all in on LinkedIn because no one else was creating videos really. Um, and it was just such an old, old, slow platform that, uh, Jeremy, to your point, why I stood out or why people watch is because I stood out. I was super young. I had super long hair. I had longer hair than you, Jeremy, yeah. <laughs> um, like hair down to hair down to like my chest. Um, so I, I was a little misfit. I, I stood out. Um, so that's why people, people watch. I wasn't on the platform saying, Hey, this is how special I am. This is everything I've accomplished in the past. Look at me, look at how successful I am. I went the completely opposite route and said, I have no business being on LinkedIn. I don't really know what I'm doing. This, I'm, I'm interested in entrepreneurship. I quit my job. I'm not going to school and I'm just going to take you guys with, uh, with me on this journey. Uh, follow me if you want. Don't follow me if you want. Um, it doesn't matter to me, but I'm just going to document and I'm just going to keep making these videos and see what it turns into. So just one video after the other, after the other, every single day, day in and day out. Um, people started watching. People started listening to that story because it's ever it's ever changing. So I've just really tried to hone in on telling that story. So that's why people people listened at first because it was something new. It was different. It was unique. And did you adjust your content for LinkedIn, thinking like, okay, you know, like people on LinkedIn are this kind of people, so I'm going to be doing this kind of video, or you, or you are just putting the same content everywhere, and and you didn't actually care about about that. Yeah, it was it was kind of a play of both. There's some content I was just posting on LinkedIn, some I was just posting on Instagram, and vice versa. Uh, but overall, when I hopped on LinkedIn, I stopped posting a lot of. Uh, a lot of videos on Instagram actually. So I pretty much went all in on LinkedIn. I still cross promoted a little bit, um, but it was mainly LinkedIn. Now I now I kind of create everywhere and cross promote and cross share across all platforms. But yeah, at the start it was pretty much just LinkedIn. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, just to piggyback on on, on everything, um, what was your? Why did you decide not to go to college? What was the the thing? Yeah, so um, I started making my first kind of like business professional connections in the business world in my junior, like the end of my junior year of high school. And as I was talking to those connections, I realized how fast I could grow. Essentially, I grew more in like the summer of my junior year going into my senior year than I did all of the years combined in all business classes. So I was I was really stuck on not going to school entering my senior year. I made the final decision not to go like the second semester when everyone decides, oh, this is what school I'm going to. I decided I'm not going to school just because I could learn way faster. Uh, it's way cheaper to not go, and I value real-world experience over anything else. So it's like I'll just figure it out as I go and learn as I, as I test things out. So um, there's no way... I could see how I could be farther off in four years or five years, however long it would take me to finish school, than I would be if I didn't go that route. And how did your parents react to your decision? They, my parents, um, my parents were pretty supportive at first, not going to school. So um, they're they're both they're both entrepreneurs. So they've ran their own businesses. My dad currently runs his own uh, financial practice. So he's he's just kind of a solopreneur. Um, my mom has helped my dad start franchises before. She's not in the entrepreneurship realm right now, but she has been in the past. Um, so they were 
I'm grateful that they were more open to it than a lot of parents I hear nowadays. Um, so my dad was all in. My mom pretty much gave me a semester um, to try to have me do something. Like pretty much gave me a semester and say, hey, go make money. If you can't make money in the first semester, then you have to go back to school. So I started the company before school even started what would be my freshman year of uh, college. So I don't need to go back to school. And I just officially hired her onto my team. So she's actually helping me grow the company. So it's it's oh. been crazy the fa- past two years on how fast things have moved. But it's it's pretty cool. Everything's kind of still just getting started. But it's 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 great that they supported you in 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 the decision. And I think the fact that they've been entrepreneur before uh, it's probably been super helpful. I, I can, I'm trying to, to think about, I was thinking like while you're talking, like what would my parents said if I would have said that when I was like 18 and actually like, I know that both my parents, um, like they, like my dad has got like a really physical job, like he's like in constructions and everything. And my mom is doing like an office job. Like she's been doing the same job for like 30 years. Um, and I, I can still hear my dad saying, go to school. So you won't have, you won't be sore after your job. You know, like you're going to sit on a chair in the office and you're not going to be in pain because you're carrying a lot of shit during the day, like I do and everything. And, and, I know that when I was a kid, like that really like hit me. It was like, cause I could see my dad going back at like five, 6 PM after work, like covered in dust and, and in pain with a back, backache and, and didn't want to do anything. And because it was a pain, yeah, because he, he, he hated it. And now he's retired and he's loving it, but, um, and he didn't want that for me. So he was like, go to school, study, be good at work. And, and, you know, like, and that was true. At the, for the generation, it was true. Like, go if, if you go to school, you go to college. Usually, you're gonna end up with an office job, and, and that's better than working your ass in the sun the whole day and building a house or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's amazing that your parent realized that right now in 2020 or in 2018 at the time, uh, it's not necessary anymore, and 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 you can actually you, you might be better off uh, if if you're in this mindset. So that, that that's really great, I think. Yeah, and and my I have an older brother, and he went to school and wasn't the he was a great student, um, pretty much straight almost straight A's in high school, straight A's in college, but hated it. He hated school, um, so I think my parents saw how it affected him and affected. I'm not saying he's a perfect student, but from an academic standpoint, he got a pretty much an academic full ride scholarship, and he just hated school. He's a super smart kid. Um, but I think my parents saw that, oh, college isn't right for everyone, and we probably shouldn't make our yeah, next so. two kids go to school if they say, hey, I don't want to go to school. So, um, again, that's – obviously, I can't control being the middle child and kind of being the next <laughs> in line, but I think that definitely weighed into it a little bit. Yeah, good point, yeah. And interestingly enough, um, your ultimate vision in life would be to create your own university. I find that quite interesting. So why and what would it be? Yeah, so um, I've always had this vision of like, it would be cool to create my own university because obviously I didn't go to traditional university and I've always been obsessed over self-development and uh, kind of inspiring people and teaching other people around like the, the space I'm in. So it's like personal branding and how to build a business and all of these things that I've just really taught myself 
there's no really good formal way, formal approach to learn all of those things. There's thousands of online classes for everything under the sun. There's amazing, um, amazing companies like Skillshare and Masterclass and 100 Million Academy, all of these different things. But there's really no like, okay, here's college versus something else. Um, I know like Jack Ma, the uh, ex-founder of Alibaba, which is essentially the Chinese Amazon, multi-multi-billionaire, he has Jack Ma University. I know Zuckerberg's, um, both of them, they started their own schooling in Hawaii and other places. So something along the lines of of that would be... um, is, is definitely my goal, just to make self-development more accessible to to people. So whether that's online, whether that's in person, really just a hub of self-development and creativity and just places to go to bash against the walls and just learn things that uh, traditional schooling doesn't teach you. Yeah, and recently you've been posting a lot about um, passion, about like, oh, I I don't have any passion, so I can't do my own thing because i don't know what what i love and and stuff like that and i find your answer because and it's interesting because i'm i've been like that and i'm still a bit like that actually i'm like what why what do i love that much that i would give up everything to do it and it's like i don't know i like a lot of things but i don't know if i can pinpoint like one specific stuff and say like this is it you know like i mean some people have that but like i don't have it so it's like okay do i have to stay in my job for the next 30 years until I find my thing. And and I love your answer to that, like the way you see it. Yes, I don't think your passion just falls into your lap. I don't think you just realize your passion of like, oh, I'm passionate about this. Oh, this is my calling in life. Like you need to do some work. Like you need to test a lot of things and fail at a lot of things before you realize what is your passion. I thought my passion was real estate at one point or financial planning at one point. It's not, but I tested it. I kind of got informed about the space. I realized very quickly, oh, this is definitely not it for me. Um, So I think passion, like, I don't know, it's weird because I hated video at first. I would say right now video is one of my main passions uh, professionally, I guess, if you will. I don't really like that word, but I love video, but I hated it at first. So I if you asked me right when I started creating video, hey, what's your passion? It would not be video. Mm. But right now, two years later or so, it would definitely be video. So I think that's a that's a good example of it's it's developed. Your passion is developed. And I think a lot of people beat themselves up over not having their passion figured out when I think that's a common answer. I don't really have like my end-all calling figured out. I don't think really anyone does. Um, but they test a lot of different things and they fail a lot of different times. So they're just aware of like the opportunities around them and they're I guess they're aware enough that they know what they're good at, what they're not good at, what where they want to go, um, how they can get there. So I think throughout that whole process, you develop your passion. You don't just find it. You know, it just doesn't fall into your lap. So I think it's just through trial and error, just testing a bunch of new things out, getting uncomfortable, pushing that comfort zone. And th- again, through that process, your passion is developed. Yeah, but like you, you, you said something that I really like and that's really important is that you need to be ready to fail because you can't expect, I mean, if you well done on you, but like you cannot expect to be successful and, and, and to hit the target on the first time. Um, and school life doesn't prepare us for failure. Like if you fail, that's bad. Um, when 
when actually it's just part of life. You're going to fail at one point in your life, for sure, 100%, many times. Um, and it's actually how we grow and how we, we evolve. Yeah, failure is... People are scared to fail because it's the system we've been brought up in. We're brought it up being told failing is bad. You shouldn't fail. You get punished to fail. When in reality, it's completely backwards in life in life you fail and then you learn from those failures in school you don't learn from those failures you get slapped on the wrist and say like do better next time or like you get punished for it when like again in life it's you learn from those failures you learn from um from just testing and failing so especially in entrepreneurship i i remember four or five six seven different things i've tried before launching essentially my video agency that i've spent thousands of dollars into i've invested thousands of dollars um and i've failed to what other people would classify as a failure um i don't classify them any of them as failures because i've learned something from them um like even like cryptocurrency stuff i invested a ton of money into cryptocurrency pretty much lost it all but I still like it's very easy to say, oh, that's a that's an investment failure. I that is not ROI positive, but it's a great lesson learned. So I still don't think it's a failure. And you need to be willing to invest what you're willing to lose. Like if you're not if you can't stomach the losses, if you can't stomach going all in on yourself and figuring it out, then you're not cut to be an entrepreneur, a full time entrepreneur and start your own business because that's what it takes. It takes being comfortable failing it, like getting up, trying it again, spending thousands of dollars, trying it again, having it doesn't work, and like it, the the cycle repeats. Um, so that's that's the game we're playing. But I love every second of that. So tell me a little bit about being an entrepreneur for you. What's like the good side and what's the not so great side? The dark side. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'll start with the not so great side. That it's <laughs> a bunch of pressure. You have zero stability, really. Uh, but at the same time, I think that's a great side because it's like, oh, I have zero stability, but there's, the upside is almost unlimited. Like the upside is pretty much as limited to how, like the box I put myself in and the knowledge I currently have right now, but I can always learn more things and make more money and all of these things, um, have more time, all of the good things about entrepreneurship not not having a, my own boss like being able to travel and do whatever I want whenever I want spend money on whatever I want not be limited to what other people tell me can create whatever I want so all of those things are definitely a positive is, of entrepreneurship but yeah I'd definitely say the downfall is you don't really know what to expect going into it um, it's kind of like having a kid I've never had a kid before but I've just been told by outside sources that it's like you can read all the parenting books you want you can read all of the you watch all the youtube videos you want but until you have that crying baby at 3 a.m you don't know exactly what to expect (laughs) so same thing starting a business you don't exactly know what to expect the world could go into a pandemic all of a sudden and you need to force you need to adapt and uh pivot and force that forces change so you need to be comfortable with that change and you need to be comfortable adapting and pivoting so that's probably the trickiest part is just navigating navigating that kind of gray area of life yeah and um and also like yeah the yeah you need to be super like flexible and adapt to anything um what well do you want to give your feedback on answer this question as well 
<laughs> well, it's kind of the same. Like the good side is like the freedom to work when you want and do what you want. Like with me, I like today I haven't done anything at all and it's a Monday and I should be working but I thought do you know what no I'm gonna sunbathe for an hour I'm gonna read a bit of my book I'm gonna watch some YouTube I'm gonna chill the fuck out because I want to but then tomorrow I'll probably work from I don't know I'm so I have my mornings off I'm not a morning person like I'll work from I don't know 10 till maybe 10 so I'll probably do like a 12 hour day tomorrow but that's kind of normal for me like I enjoy having a day where I do nothing but then I also enjoy equally having a day where I'm like super pumped super motivated and I'm like yeah I'm gonna kick ass and get all this shit done today um so that's definitely a plus um and like you said also being able to pivot in your business so I am a photographer and I've done kind of everything but then last February somehow got into the dog photography world I don't even know how it happened um (laughs) but that's now like my well not now now because of the coronavirus and and no one's taking photo shoots but like this this year and last year was like my main source of income and that was my main job whereas if I hadn't had that freedom if I had a manager say no you have to do weddings or you have to do this or that like you don't have the freedom then to pivot so I think that's also um a good point is you can spend your time doing what you want to do um but in terms of negatives like the pressure like shit I have to earn this much money this month else xyz um and yeah, the fact that like everything's on you, like if you decide like today I'm not going to work, well then today nothing gets done. Like you don't have anybody, like, I know you have a team, but I personally don't have anyone else that's going to do stuff for me. So that's kind of, um, I guess as well. And like, you don't really have evenings and weekends because again, like tomorrow I'll probably spend the whole day working, which I love. Like for me though, working is like a hobby. Like I just enjoy it. Like I would do it for free anyway. So like, even though I'm saying I'll work a 12 hour shift tomorrow, like yes, but also not really. Cause it's not like, like I, I worked in Subway. I've had shit jobs. I would hate to do 12 hour shifts in Subway every day (laughs) but doing what I do I absolutely love it so I would do it for free and I like recently have been doing it for free because obviously no one's doing anything at the moment with the coronavirus but yeah that was a long answer sorry (laughs) no but it's also super interesting like you said like that and I mean you need to be able to do it and to have the mindset and the capability but like the fact that you can like pivot and like okay shit the world is going down right now what can I do to still make money and 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 to have my company like I either shut down or I do something to to make a change and 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 to adapt to this new situation to this new normal um and and that's where you can let your creativity blossom and 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 create new things once again uh, like 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 you did with video editing Sam and and like you're doing right now by using the skills you have to do things online mm. uh when when you have like a normal job like you usually you don't have the freedom to do that now you keep your thought for yourself because no one's going to listen to you anyway (laughs) yeah absolutely and like obviously there's no good time to have a world pandemic but from from uh an entrepreneurship being glorified a culture i'm not saying like covid is good by any means no no one is being affected obviously millions of people are affected i, mean, I don't want to come off as a narcissistic <laughs> egotistical dude that's not affected by covid at all like very close people to me have gotten covid and stuff so not saying that just to clear the water but from a glorified entrepreneurship standpoint i don't think it's it could come at a better time because the economy was super inflated um 
the more and more people were getting into entrepreneurship just because they thought it was cool, just because what they see online and then all of this hits and then shit hits the fan and people realize it's harder to make money than they thought because they're not in it uh, for the right reasons. They don't actually have products or services that are good that people are willing to spend money on and they have no idea how to sell in this market. So I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned in this time um, with with our with our pivot that we we made, I've been pivoting for the past two years, so I'm not really too phased with this, and I'm I'm super grateful to not be phased and to be able to pivot so quickly. But a lot of friends close to me, like they're they're struggling, but maybe they got into it for the wrong reasons, or they they didn't have the infrastructure or anything set up uh, to be able to pivot, and they just get so kind of gun ho on one direction, go all in on that one direction. And, they don't have any like even thought of a backup plan or like, hey, th- if this hits the f- if th- this hits the fan, this is where I'll go next. So that whole conversation, I think this definitely forces people to reevaluate what they're going through, uh, and how they start businesses and why they start businesses, which is awesome because now people will put people first. Like people realize. Anyone you do business with, there's a person on the other end. It's not just a faceless figure. Yeah, it's and not I think number, that just, conversation yeah. was being inflated before, and now I think this this helps open open people's eyes. Yeah, um, and also like that, two things is that uh, first, it's like you have the the, the capability to to do this to adjust, um, and but I co- I can also understand that. Some people like so like I've spent the last you know twenty years building X Y Z, and fuck I don't want to give up. Like I I, I don't want to change. Like, it's hard. People are afraid to change things, especially because you know it's been working well for twenty years. Uh, I spent all my life and time and money and everything doing whatever it is, and it's not because of a fucking virus that I'm gonna change everything and 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 start from scratch. When well maybe you have to you know, but it's it's really hard to accept that uh, psychologically um and and then the other thing is that like you i uh, uh, really interesting the fact that yeah like entrepreneurship has been a trend trendy world right now and it's cool to be an entrepreneur and everything um but yeah right now you see actually what it takes to be one and but on the other side and i i'm totally with you on the about like the covid stuff that i mean i'm not gonna say it's great but at the same time i think it's a fucking amazing opportunity for people to create and i'm super excited to see what's going to come up with that of that because like i'm sure next year we're going to see some amazing stuff um coming up in next year and in the next five years probably we're going to see the result of the covid we're going to see what people have been creating in the in, in the bedroom or whatever and 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 i can't wait for that it's going to be fucking amazing i think that's that's the best time right now to create whatever you people that always an excuse no, no i don't have time yeah i've got this idea but i don't have time because you know i've got blah 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 well now you have you fucking have the time you have nothing else to do <laughs> so you have a choice you can watch netflix all day or you can actually work out or do whatever you want and 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 we're gonna see now we're gonna see who's who's got the mouth and who's actually got the thing but yeah i'm, I'm super excited about it but <laughs> like, yeah it, it's same. weird but i've been enjoying it I've been loving it, <laughs> like personally, because I've been. We've. I've never worked that much. I, I'm still working. I, I'm. I, I'm lucky enough, so I still have my full time job. I'm still getting paid, so you know that. I mean, 
we've been super safe for that. Uh, but we've been spending all our evenings and weekend working, literally nonstop. Like, and and I'm loving it. <laughs> and it's actually even it's actually giving me a chance as well to do things I've wanted to do, but because I was busy being a photographer I kind of didn't have the time to do it so things like presets or like other kind of creative outlets that I've wanted to do and kind of put it on the back burner thinking oh well I'll do that one day it's given me the opportunity to do that and then start making money from that as well so it's kind of giving me like different streams of income so that when everything goes back to normal I've got these things set up in the background that will hopefully keep making money without me particularly doing much as well so that's been good to work on (laughs) yeah I love it it's it's definitely like some of the biggest opportunities we've ever had in life right now so I've again I don't want to seem narcissistic, but I've been I've been loving it. Just moved into a new space, so that's that's been going well. So yeah, it's just a bunch of creativity is flowing. Um, business, it's cool that I finally have like a direction to take the business. In the past, it's just kind of been like everywhere, and like my mind has been jumbled. But it's like right now is one of the first times I'm like super clear on where we want to go, how we get there, the team and the systems and the processes and pretty much everything in place to scale to um however big we want it so it's it's a cool feeling and maybe sometimes it takes a world being in a pandemic to figure shit out sometimes (laughs) so I actually wanted to ask you about that before you just mentioned it so you say that you pivot quite a lot and you tried lots of different businesses and now the video thing is working is that something you can see yourself doing for long like a long period of time or is that more like a okay I'll try it for five years and then try something else and pivot and do something else something else or is it more of like a long-term vision like okay this is it this is the thing I'm doing yeah, five years is crazy because I was 15 then. So I was like a freshman or sophomore in high school. So I don't even know where I'll be in five years. Um, but I don't even view this as video editing. I view this as just building relationships. So I'm just in the business of uh, building relationships. So yes, I see that business uh, being here for forever. And it's just a gateway to meet really high level connections but I just do that through video editing. So I, I definitely will do it for the next uh, few months at least. Uh, definitely in the next few years. It'll, it'll all be around the content space. Um, obviously, there might need to be more pivots in the future, more in-person, more online. So we're staying flexible, but again, putting relationships over everything is what, uh, what I'm in business for. Yeah, I think, I, I, I guess the video editing is a tool to achieve whatever you want to achieve and and yeah it's it's all about meeting the right people networking and 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 everything but yeah like today's video tomorrow who knows i guess <laughs> absolutely I, i'm curious to see um and first now i'm thinking about it um for all the listeners if you want to really hear some story about like a, a whole his whole background how he got started and everything i highly recommend to listen to his first the first episode of his podcast the very first one um because like you, you you go through everything from like your first job doing pizza um to when you started the company and everything and that, that was super interesting so that there's no point to go over it again so yeah i highly recommend i, I link in I, I will link it in in uh, in a show note um one thing that I find amazing about you is that, so we met in this uh, personal growth uh, program um, and it just blew my mind that you ended up doing that at 20 years old. I think you were even 19 now, right? When when you mm. actually did it. <laughs> uh, I mean, at 19 years old, I was worried about getting out and, and, and partying and I don't know, nothing about 
personal growth. What the fuck does that mean? I didn't even know this word existed, I think. <laughs> um, how how did you end up like realizing, oh, I'm I'm gonna work on myself? Like how where does that come from? This this desire? Yeah, I partied a bunch in high school, so I got I got my party bug <laughs> out of the way pretty early. Um yeah. so That's I think that <laughs> that actually had a lot to do with it. Like I've like my whole life has just been like super accelerated. So like my freshman year of high school, I would like I had friends kind of like all spread out across the board of like summer and like eighth grade because I'm a freshman so that's only one year younger but then I have some that are like I don't know sophomores or juniors in high school then I have some in college because like all of like my work like the work environment like we didn't really care about age we just like liked all of each other and like being being there so like I was just kind of like thrown into the party scene and so I was going to like college parties like freshman year of high school so like everything in my life was just like accelerated so it's like after after high school and after I really had no friends uh in like my senior year of high school I'm like well I should probably start developing uh developing myself and just digging really deep into uh self-development and entrepreneurship and all these things of just like making myself the best human I could um And then just from there, I fell in love with that process. So right now I have no urge to go out to the clubs or go and party or drink with friends or um, do like live that normal, what would be college lifestyle right now. I'm, I'm 20 years old. That would be a sophomore in college, uh, turned 21 in October. So I have no plans on hitting the bars or going out <laughs> and drinking late. It's like, no, hopefully I close some deals on the business and have a, have a great birthday. So It's just it's just about priorities and like that's not a priority in my life. My main priority is uh, becoming the best human I can be. So that's why it's it's easy right now uh, to not want a party, and I don't even I don't even really think about it. This is just amazing. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's so insane talking to you because I feel like you're older than me. Like you're so mature. Like I'm 32, you're 20. I feel like I'm. I don't. I just. I don't, I don't even, I'm lost for words. It's just <laughs> mental. Like when I was 18, I was drunk in a club somewhere and like did that for a good couple of years. And I'd like, when you said about like, oh, when I was still in school, I was making business contacts. What? Like who? Like I, I still don't make business contacts and I'm 32. Like it's just like, you're so far ahead. I can't wait to see where you're at in like five, 10 years time. Yeah. You're going to be Thank like you. the next Gary Vee or someone that like everyone knows and you're just going to be that guy that's like the business guy or the video guy or whatever it is you're going to be doing. You're going to be that guy. Yeah, it's, no, that's super interesting because I've I've wanted to be Gary Vee desperately. I've wanted to be Tom Billy <laughs> desperately. Like, I've wanted like, I wanted to be Elon Musk. I wanted to be uh, Kate Spade and like all these like top entrepreneurs in the world. Like, and I would try to just replicate them every single step along the way. But then I realized like, oh, if I try to be Gary, if I try to beat Gary at his own game, I'm going to fail miserably and I'll be unhappy and I won't like creating content anymore. So that's when I really developed like, oh, people will listen to me because I'm myself. Like I have my own voice. So how can I amplify that? And how can I share my knowledge and experience with, with the world? And that's what I've kind of fallen in love with. And I don't, I don't need to try to be anyone else right now. I don't need to try to be Tom Billy. I don't need to try to be Peter McKinnon and all of these other creators out there. It's like, I'm, I'm finally finding what it means to be myself and kind of just a blend of all of all things I know that I've learned. Um, and I'm kind of in just like a cool content space. Like I'll see what's next in life. Um, 
So I, I never strive to be the business guy or the video guy or the uh, personal branding guy. It's like, I'm, I'm just me. That's what I tell people like all the time. Um, I had a post today that got some good feedback and uh, a few people are like, you, you need a niche. You need a, if you're going into personal branding and creating content, you need a niche or a niche, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, But I say, fuck that. Like you don't need a niche. Like if you're truly, if you truly want to create a personal brand, it's who you are. It's not what you say. Uh, So how do you show up every day? Um, So for me, I'll talk about, personal branding i'll talk about video i'll talk about snowboarding i'll talk about baseball i'll talk about being a pizza cook like all of those things aren't really related to each other but it is related to each other because it's my life that's the stickiness and that's what i want more people to realize they're not put into any box of i need to be the video guy i need to be the business guy it's it's life it's it's branding like how can you get people to fall in love with your brand which is essentially just who you are the fact that you've realized that at the age of 20 is incredible. So hats off to you. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, like, like, yeah. Like, you're so far ahead. It's mental. Like, it's still like, <laughs> and even if I know it, like just listening to it right now, like, I know that, but it still blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's, and that just, it's so funny you like say that because it's, it's interesting because like going into like the content space or going into the podcast space, like I put off starting a podcast for so long because I just surrounded myself with other content creators that all had podcasts. So I just thought like everyone had a podcast. So I'm like, I cannot start a podcast. There's so many people in this space. There's no way I can do anything. Um, so I think that goes into just comparing yourself of like just not running your own race, but like running other people's races for them. Like me, it's like I compare myself all the fucking time to people miles ahead of myself. (laughs) Uh, Maybe they're freaking 17 years old or 18 years old. I'm like, why aren't I there yet? I'm only 20 or I'm already 20. Like it just shows like comparison. Like that's, I guess, human nature to compare yourself will always be there. I, I would imagine people that worth hundreds of millions of dollars compare themselves to billionaires and say, fuck, why, why don't I have a billion yet? I, I only have $700 million yeah. in the bank. Why don't I have a billion? Yeah. They all, they all want to be um, Jeff, Jeff Bezos or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like, it's always, with a always billion, more or like, how do you get to 10 billion? So it's, it's just an ever, ever chasing cycle. So the sooner you realize that, because obviously being aware of that is the first step is the uh, faster you can be aware of that, the faster you can kind of just break that cycle of uh, kind of a never-ending chase. So if, you're, if your something. chase is to just learn as much stuff as possible, uh, it, it'll be a pretty fun journey. That's something I need to learn myself because like, I have my people photography, like couple stuff that I haven't done for about a year and a half now, but I still probably class that as one of my things. Dog photography, yoga photography, my blog... I also have a YouTube and then like Instagram. And for me, like every single thing is so separate. I'm like, I cannot possibly put things together. And Jeremy's like, yeah, but it's still you. And I'm like, no, it has to be separate. But like, I, like I'm slowly figuring it out. But like the day that I realized that me is the brand rather than the dogs, the yoga, this, the, that, the other, that's the day I'll like, it'd be so much easier for me. But at the moment I still can't like, I don't know, I still have everything in its own box as like its own brand without it being me if that makes sense that's something I need to get over and figure out but what do you think holds you back from blending all of them I think it's because they're all so different because like 
like so I take photographs of dogs with a white background so it's all like clean and white and things but then I also take photographs of yoga people and then I also like to take photographs of doors and windows and palm trees and sunsets and me and ice cream and random shit for my Instagram and then my blog I've written about like personal things but also travel things so I keep my blog all the same but then to me having like I don't know it's just like I, I just don't think it would be coherent and I also don't think so when I did photography uh, when we first moved here I did like weddings bachelorette parties proposals couples families babies whatever else I did birthday parties and because I did everything I wasn't specialized in anything so then when I did the dog thing I was like okay I need my own dog page and now I'm doing yoga I'm like I need my own yoga page so that somebody sees me as a yoga photographer or a dog photographer like specialized and I feel like that's improved my business no end because I'm the dog photographer rather than the photographer who does anything you want them to do for a cheap price just to get it done kind of thing so that's why I struggle everything's so specific and I also don't particularly want like my dog photography clients to read about my miscarriage that I had or about you know like my holiday to Cuba like they don't need to know that because I'm a photographer so I try and keep my like quite professional in my jobs in what I'm doing so I think that's the main struggle is how to like intertwine them all as me but then also keep it professional and separate yeah that's a super interesting I guess conversation to have because I, I try my best to share just all about my life. Like at the start, I definitely kept them separate. I kept business separate from personal. Um, but then it got deeper than content. And then it was hard to blend like my business life and my personal life with my family and my girlfriend. And like those, those conversations just bled into business. And like I definitely tried super hard to keep them separate because I've always been told like keep business and personal separate. But then I realized like, no, like I'm, I'm living through other people's lenses. Maybe it worked for them, but it, there's not a one size fits all answer. So once I started integrating them and bringing uh, personal relationships into business and it's like, I've just felt so much more aligned and connected because it's like I don't need to put on so many different masks of like, okay, I need to put on a LinkedIn mask and an Instagram mask and a business mask and a TikTok mask and a family mask and a relationship mask. Obviously, you're going to talk differently and communicate differently on a podcast versus um, like chill time with your significant other. Uh, but overall, it's just my life. I'm sharing my life online. Um, so I, if I want to talk about business, I'll talk about business. If I want to post a snowboarding video, I'll post a snowboarding video. So that's the beauty of really not putting yourself in, in a box, which is definitely something I've been doing for the past, I would say, year and a half or so. The first like year and a half of creating content, it wasn't until like pretty recently I started really blending the two. So now it's fun. Now it's a surprise of like, oh, Sam snowboards too? That's kind of unique. Mm -hmm. But that goes into like the conversation of think about how many people just talk about personal branding or talk about video or just have a dog photography page hundreds of thousands of people but if i can say i'm a videographer and video editor that talks about personal branding that also snowboards and was a pizza cook at 14 and that led to me managing baseball fields and snow parks because i loved what i was doing now we have a story and now we have a unique story that not many other people uh can i guess they they don't have if someone out there was a pizza cook, pizza delivery person, managed a baseball park and snow park in winter and 
videographer, video editor, like hit me up because we are fucking <laughs> twins. But I haven't met anyone with that exact same story. I've met a lot of people in each of those spaces, but that's the beauty of opening your brand up to who you are uh, and leaning into that uniqueness. So that's what I tell people. Lean into uh, what makes you unique because that's how you stand out. Well, that kind of makes sense in terms of like Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. But then when it comes to businesses, like I kind of don't know if, you know, if I posted a picture of a door, would then somebody book me in for a dog photo shoot? Do you know what I mean? Like, I still feel like there's, I don't know, for me, there still seems to be, there still needs to be some sort of separation between the two. But I think if you're talking about yourself and that's, you know, your brand is what you do and who you are and everything, that totally makes sense. But then in terms of having like separate businesses, to me, I don't know. Maybe that's just well, me. That just... It, it goes into trust. So if that, if a picture of me and Katie, which is my girlfriend, if I post a picture of that just saying something lovey-dovey and saying how much I love her on Instagram, 0% business related. But if, some, if let's say a potential client comes to my Instagram pages and sees that picture, maybe they can relate to that somehow. Maybe it's not related to business at all, but subconsciously they're like, I love my girlfriend too. I love my wife. I love my boyfriend, whatever it is. Um, and that relatedness and that human element to things, that's what I'm leaning into because a lot of people uh, don't share those things. So when people share those things on a public platform, it's just that much more different, I guess. And it just makes people kind of like double check, like, oh, did he really say that? And like be open about his life in a business setting? Oh, it is. He's a human being too. Cool. I can trust him a little bit more because I see behind the scenes. So that's obviously that works for me. That's not going to work for everyone. Um, and maybe it won't work for me forever, but for the current state of content and what I'm creating right now and kind of where I want to go, that's, that's kind of the direction I'm, I'm headed. Just trying to share my life as, as transparently as possible online. Yeah. Well, I, I, I guess, yeah, it's, I mean, you need to find the right balance, I guess, based on, on, on what you do. But yeah, ultimately at the end, uh, I think it's two things like you, like to, to apply uh, everything to what Rosie was saying, like you can try to grow a business and you're gonna publish content specifically for this business, but ultimately like this business is temporary and, and, and this business might go, might go away. Um, but you'll still be there and, and, and you want people to know that you are there. And, and also like in our lives, like we always have this chat about, yeah, separating personal life and professional life. But I mean, ultimately, I mean, we spend 10, 12, 13 hours a day working and, and right now we work from home, separating personal and professional. We see that is you, you can't actually do it. It's just life. And, if you can find a way to make it work like pre all together like like you are doing makes everything easier way easier i guess um, because at the end whatever company you're going to be managing or whatever job you're going to have you are still you and 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 that's what you do and you you're documenting your life you're creating businesses but you're documenting your life ultimately at the end and that's what you want i guess yeah absolutely like yeah. two things that definitely like stuck out is like one is like the um, it's not essentially like a work-life balance because it's not like I'm going to work 40 hours a week and I'm going to life 
the other 40 hours a week and then I'm going to sleep 40 hours a week and maybe that adds up to however many hours there are <laughs> a week. Um, but that's not the case. It's about like alignment and is your business life, professional life aligning with what you value in your personal life, which val- which aligns with how you're spending your time, who you're spending your time with, how you're spending time with family, how you're showing up every day. So um, those those hours and those numbers, it's not a balance. It's just alignment. It's it's really a counterbalance um, and how, how well everything works together. So that's why I hate the term like work-life balance because I don't think it's true and there's really no balance in anything it's just life <laughs> yeah um something that you i know you mentioned in your podcast and you said a few times and that um i like about the way you see things is that um i remember in your postcard you say something that i was 14 years old i was doing pizza pizza and my goal at the time was to be to make the best fucking pizza in the world uh, you said something like that um And I I really like that it didn't matter what you were doing, uh, as long as you loved it and you're happy with it, you are giving 100% of what you had and you wanted to be the best at it. Was it pizza, managing a, a, a snowboard park? Like, and, and, and it's really about being happy more than what it is that, that you're doing. Yeah, like that's and that's why I can relate everything back to what I'm doing now because when I was my senior year I was I was in charge of managing a snowboard park in winter so I would design all the jumps and rails and I was the manager so I was I was in charge of it so I would design Super everything <laughs> and um like I would get done with school at noon because I had an early release I had two so I had lunch and we can leave for lunch and I had two essentially free blocks so I I only was in school until until 12 but I was also in track which was from like two to four every day or so so I would come home eat something really quick go to the snow park that would open up at four I would go there early and then work from like 12 to 130 145 take my track stuff I would open up the hill make sure like the secondary like manager I got all the things to open up the hill fine I did all the work uh went to track ran track and stuff went back to the hill and just worked all night from i don't know 4 30 to 10 or so and then after that i would finish any school work or i would try to finish any school work before i had to go to the hill and i just re- repeated that process over and over again but i absolutely loved it like friday like every friday night we were there until 3 4 a.m redoing the whole park and then i was back there at 7 a.m saturday morning to open up the park so you don't work ridiculous hours uh without really getting paid for it at all um relative to how much work you're putting in (laughs) if you don't love what you do so it's like would i trade that life for what i'm living now i don't know like i was i'm not saying i'm i was equally as happy but i was fucking pumped i was shoveling snow at 3 a.m. on a Friday night uh and if I'm editing videos on 3 a.m. on a Friday night here it's it's equal it's it's what I loved at the time I would still love to go back right now um obviously I'm making a little more money now and (laughs) uh it's it's a little easier (laughs) easier work here um physically that is but it's it's going down to um Rosie you said it best if you love your job you don't feel like it's working so I haven't felt like I've I've worked a day in my life Wow. 
that, that's lucky. <laughs> that's really lucky. <laughs> I have definitely worked more than one day in my life. <laughs> Let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah, me too. But I, I definitely and, don't. And like... she still have nightmares about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just if if you're lucky enough to find something you love to do, pursue that with relentless passion and drive. Yeah. I, my, my my view on on work like changed. Uh, like four years ago ish like four or five years ago like when i got the job i've got right now um like before that i was still in what my parents told me like get a good job in an office in a good company that's going to pay you well you're going to be doing a good nine to five and and you know you're going to be sitting on a chair the whole day so it's not physically uh tiring and and you're going to make good money and then you're going to buy a house and retire and you know woo, happy life mm. Uh, but I believed that for a long time, for like seven years. Um, and and yeah, the first like six, seven years of my career, if I can say that, uh, I was going to work. I had a job that was paying the bill. I didn't enjoy a minute of it. Um, it was a job, as really like a definition of a job. And then I stumbled into the job I've got right now, miraculously. <laughs> um and and my my managers uh, really gave me this new perspective about actually you 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 can do something for eight nine ten hours a day and enjoy it and be paid for it and work with people that can be your friends and you can have fun at the office and and everything can be actually super nice and I was like oh shit fuck that's that's actually like I can do that I can have that um and and since then like my view of work like i keep saying my manager like you fucked me up like (laughs) i'm never gonna go back to like a normal job because of you guys thanks to you um because now i i want to be happy in what i do um and yeah so many people value the title the career or the paycheck uh more than the happiness uh and and yeah, at the end, well, they have like probably thousands or millions on the bank account and a big house and an amazing car, but like they're fucking miserable probably when they get home. And and yeah, like I, I'm glad I realized that at 28, I mean, not ish, 27, um, because everything's changed and 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 now I'm on a totally different path. And and it's all the decision I I'm, I'm making is about. Is that going to make me happy? Yeah. All right. Cool. And it might be less money, but I'm going to fucking love it. And I'll have the freedom to do whatever I want. So let's do it. And that when that switch, it's like, wow, a whole new world. So many doors open, like so many pers- new opportunities and everything. And, and yeah, like that's something I wish more people would, would, would see uh, and would realize because that really change, can change your life. Like totally, and the fact that you see that twenty, like you've, you've, you, you started life with this mindset, like that. Like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, that's so Thank cool. You. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that that's what I've got personally. <laughs> um, no, I I loved it. So yeah, it was cool. Now that we finish, I can say that we totally different episode than what we did the first time pretty funny <laughs> uh, which means it'd be quite interesting to go back and interview the same people we've already spoken to and have like <laughs> different conversations about different things because there's yeah. so much that people have to talk about yeah 
Um, yeah. A lot of people could do like 10 hour podcasts just talking about themselves or just talking, have conversations. So uh, obviously people that like talking. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely flown by. So I just want to say like, thank you guys for having me on the second time. Glad this one, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully this one worked this time. Looks like it. Um, <laughs> can you tell us where we can find you online? Everywhere, but... <laughs> Yeah, you can find me find me everywhere. Um, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. Uh, those are probably my main three. I uh, just type in Sam Lister and I will pop up. I have a little mint green background. Uh, congruent across all social media platforms, so it's super easy to find me. Um, my website is blankslatemedia.com. That's where my video work kind of lives uh, without the A in blank, so B-L-N-K, Slate Media. I have a also a podcast called Starting Blank, where I also interview uh, interesting people um, and just have interesting conversations there, uh, just centered around uh, creating content and entrepreneurship and mental health and just self-development in general. So a bunch of different varieties. Uh, but yeah, you can really find me anywhere on social. Um, and that's that's what I got. Yeah. That's where you can find me. Sam X Lister, right? You changed it recently. Yes, on Instagram specifically, it's Sam X Lister. Just Google Sam yeah. Lister if, if you can't find it. <laughs> uh, man, once again, I'm so excited to see what you're going to be doing. I, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to keep following you. And yeah. I just had an idea. I reckon we should interview you every May and see where you're at and just be like okay, every 12 just, months just blow our mind go on tell us what you're up to and then just yeah, every year just catch up with you let's do it on may on may 4th is it may 4th may on the may 4th, 4th. The star wars day here we are we do that every star day. wars day um <laughs> catch you guys on the next podcast on may 4th 2021 i feel <laughs> That'll like be fun. billy eilish did you see do you guys listen to billy eilish at all or no no do you know who she is we're too old for that do you know who she is at least yeah the singer like, okay, I'm, I'm just making sure. Mm-mm-mm. Sure, yeah. Uh, so she did a, <laughs> uh, I forgot what major publication, it might be Verge or Vice or something. Um, they did a, three years in a row, 2017, 18, oh, yeah. 19. So she was like 15, 16, 17 mm-hmm. years old. And it's insane uh, the growth she had in those three years. So it's uh, highly recommended. Go check it out. But, okay. That's uh, we we'll do the same with you because I'm yeah that's, I'm, uh, that's gonna <laughs> so. be super exciting and in ten fucking years I was gonna be like whoa I know Sam Lister uh, he was on my podcast <laughs> when he was twenty years old <laughs> <laughs> yeah man I'm I'm excited just taking it day by day and just trying to inspire people along this way and, and do your um, best yeah just trying and to be the best you can be exactly and trying to inspire other people to do their best too yeah so. it's pretty They're simple inspiring life. me so well done well thank you that's that's literally all I hope for. Keep up the hard work. Thank you so much for being on the episode. It was a pleasure again to talk to you. And thank you everyone for listening. Obviously, go and check out Sam on socials. Go and say hello from us. Make sure you share this podcast with anyone and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Um, Yeah, it was fun talking to you guys. And hopefully, we'll see you for the next episode. Yeah, see you next week, guys. Bye-bye. Rosie and Jeremy, thank you so much. Signing off.